Today's episode is brought to you by Julia Hampton. Julia Hampton CPA PC has been your trusted source for local tax preparation, payroll, and business services for more than 20 years. Do you have a tax strategy heading into 2019? Mine is try not to pay any if possible. But if you don't, you should, and to get one, you should call Julia Hampton today at 816-554-0394. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined in his shiny new office. Woo, shiny! By a man who can't help himself but watch election returns. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Is it sad that this is always a favorite night of mine? Even though this is primaries and it's boring... I like election nights. I would say your food selection tonight was way worse than the last election result night we had. Well, yeah, I didn't have any food tonight. That's the point. It well, was worse. There was a spicy meat stick. There was a spicy meat stick, and there is a delicious raspberry jam beer from Tallgrass Brewing Company that we've been working on those this evening. So, that's good. And Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. Today's unofficial sponsor is my car. It's a quarter million miles. 15 years, and now very much on the path to being a former car. We're going to pour one out, man. Pour one out for my car. Camry, you did me right. You know, that's sad. And, and, and funny enough, Jason, people probably don't know, but we, I like to make funny show notes for us, little outlines as we get going. Mm-hmm. One of the subheads of the show notes, and I was joking, things that make Jason cry. Thing to me, the prospect of having to buy another car after 15 years definitely will make this cheap old man cry. <laughs> well, Jason, first up on our list of things to talk about, I'm going to take the tears away. I'm going to do something to make you happy, something that will make everyone happy, because this is for the people. It's the Taco Review Board. The return of the Taco Review Board, and this week... We made a true celebration of it because we're bringing the Taco Review Board back. I'm finally moved. I'm no longer living amongst the millennials, living with mama. We're back in our own house. We got the shiny new office. We took Mrs. Link 2 with us. We took Mini-Me Link 2 with us. And we celebrated it because of the additional people. We had three different kinds of tacos. It is true. We had three different... Now, we have to start with where we went. We went to the re- fabulous restaurant La Fuente there on Douglas. A favorite of Mrs. Link, too. As it is, uh, which is, I guess, why we picked that one. Cause yeah, I was sucking up. That, hey, never hurts to kiss up to the missus. Never. Never ever hurts. All right. So, but amongst the three of the adults, we got a we got to try their uh, tacos de camarones, shrimp tacos, for those of you who do not speak Spanish, our tacos al pastor, and... The I think what will become a, a favorite when we have the opportunity, the fried taco, mm-hmm. um, as we went through. Fried tacos. Uh, I believe the little Link to Lee Summit man had uh, chicken nuggets and fries, not in taco form. He approves of the fries. He likes to rate his restaurants on two things. How good are the fries, and how good's the Mexican rice? And, and how was the rice? La Fuente, the La Fuente on Douglas Street... He rates both as excellent. All right. Well, then that that is a is a star in favor of the younger set. So this makes this restaurant family and picky eater friendly, which is very hard to find. Absolutely true. However, 
let's talk about the important thing here. Tacos and us. Tacos and us. All right. So uh, I think the, the shrimp tacos, which are the favorite of Mrs. Linkley Summit. Yeah, they are. And these, the shrimp was cooked perfect. Yes. Sometimes you overcook them, they get rubbery. No. These they, were perfect. Very simple, straightforward. You got your shrimp, you got your tortilla, put a little something on it, good to go. Now, you know, here's, here's an important tip. Pro tip, folks. This is something the missus taught me. When you go shrimp tacos, always go for the soft tortilla. Crunchy, tea, crunchy tortilla and shrimp, no go. Soft tortilla, perfecto. Mm-hmm. And, and sticking with our usual very strict judging things, uh, I ordered the, the Al Pastor tacos, which were very good. And Porky I think goodness. carried their own unique flavor, which is an important thing because you could get in the copycat world of Pastor and just be like everybody else. But they had their own twist and take on it. It was a little spicy. Unlike some other Pastor tacos we've had here in the city, it carried what came with the pineapple. That is part of the, I think, traditional Outpost store thing. It was very good. I loved the kick of the heat at the end of it. I, I dug them. You dug it? I dug it. You know, if we were real foodies, we talk about regions and who has the pineapple and who doesn't and the spices. But we're not. And I don't really care to because it's about us and it's about our tacos. And really, the only thing worse than bad tacos or better than bad tacos are good tacos. And even a bad taco is probably still... Good taco. It's a pretty okay taco. So we're we're there. And then the last one, the fried tacos. Because if I see a fried taco on a menu, I'm getting it. I didn't used to be that way, but the last couple of years I've kind of shifted. I'm a fried taco fan. And I've never been a big fried taco eater. But I have to say, these were on their own and their own little thing. Very good. This was my kind of gluttony. Yeah. Well you had, oh, you had your meats and you had your fried. What else do you need? No, not, 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 <laughs> not much else. Look, here's, here's what I'm going to say about it. I want more. I think that's fair. But we have like a ton of other tacos to get to before we get back to the La Fuente deep fried tacos. So now the real thing. The real thing people come to us. They want to know the politics. What's happening around here. And Jason, last night, election night. It was primary time. I'm going to note this for the record. Really, I want us to continue to talk about tacos. But Nick is making me talk about the election results. So there it is. Forcing. Forcing me. So he bribed me with beer and has forced me to talk election results. So we talked last week uh, about some of the races that we thought would be interesting to kind of follow or might have a close race or, or do something of that. And some of those turned out to be competitive and some of them turned out not to be competitive. And one we kind of paid no attention to turned out to be really competitive as well. So... Just kind of covering some of the highlights. Uh, I think uh, in the two two of the three at-large county legislative races, uh, in at-large two, Krista Williams had an actually a fairly resounding victory over John Burnett. This was one you keyed on during our, our primary segment last week. Right. I, one you thought it was interesting to watch, and I think mainly just because the level of campaigning that was happening in a race that usually doesn't require that. Correct. And I don't know if it maybe doesn't require the right thing, because, Jason, I think maybe a lot of us don't pay attention to the county races, and maybe we should. I think you're correct. Um, and then once you get... But the problem is, of course, once you get a lot of campaigning, then the, the actual facts and issues become muddied in that whole process. But I was interested to see... It was kind of old school versus new school um, is the way some of the... the stuff was lining up and and the new school won this one fairly handily 
The one that I think the county at large race that, that was surprising was the narrow, narrow victory that it appears as of time of our recording um, that Tony Miller, the incumbent and an attorney here in Lee Summit, squeaked out over Roberta Goff uh, in that race. I don't think there was really any campaigning in that race. Goff is, I will call it a perpetual candidate, seems to run for something almost every election. For many years. Many years. Has run on both sides of the uh, congressional primary for District 5 and 6. Has run for other county races, for house races, all kinds of stuff over time. Got got in this, and, and the margin was just about uh, 700 votes as of last count. Um, it may shift a little bit between this and the final official results, but it looks like uh, Miller is going to be able to carry on and get that next term. There's a part of me that wonders how much of that is a response to people not really... They don't like what's been going on at the county level rather than a response to support of a challenger to Tony Miller. It's hard to say because it was... Tony's been relatively quiet, I think. He's not been the one out making the news at the county legislature, good or bad. Uh, and and so maybe it's a it might be just a response to that he's there, or maybe there was something we've missed. But in our research, we didn't see any key issues or, or key points that seem to drive this result one way or another. So it's hard to say. Was there anything else, Jason, that um, that stuck out to you from the county legislature races? No, because almost all the rest of the races were uncontested. There was one to the other at-large race uh, was officially contested, but really only one candidate ran a race in it, and they won handily. So it's it wasn't all that exciting um, as a race to go. The 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 candidate who wanted to and tried seemed to win. Well, before we talk about something that that is is really local. Uh, let's let's talk about what happened at the state level. There was a state proposition, Proposition A, and it was resoundingly voted down. Absolutely, and I have one that workers of the world unite. The only thing you have to lose are your chains. You know, for having tried to prep that now for a long time, you almost blew it. I almost blew it, but that's okay. I got my communist propaganda in this show, so we're going to tick that box. By the way, I'm docking your pay. Uh-huh. Cut that in half if you would. Uh, so besides, the state's going to take care of the whole thing and going to take care of all my stuff. <laughs> Viva la revolucion, baby. You're going you're gonna to make me regret bringing you on. <laughs> it's something I think a lot of people locally were paying attention to. Lee Summit had two residents running in District 35 for the state representative. Tom Lovell against Sean Smith. This was a close, close race. And it looks like former Parks and Recreation Director Tom Lovell has edged out Sean Smith. Uh, and it, the margin was something. And, and this, I'm going to note this for the record. This is like, you know, we had all those two very, very close elections uh, at the city council level in April. And this election was only about 80 vote margin um, with the last bits and pieces to be counted uh, to come in. That's a really narrow margin. It's a little under 80 votes for a race that covers a pretty broad swath of the city and a little bit, a tiny, tiny bit of Kansas City as well. You know, your vote matters um, and it comes out in this race. And I'm, uh, you know, we try not to take too many sides on this. Both of us know Tom Lovell pretty well having worked sort of with him and around him for, for reasons in, in Lee Summit over the course of the years. 
I'm, you know, happy for him. Um, and, and if you had asked me, honestly, just to put this on the record, if you had asked me yesterday, I said I didn't know if he was going to win just because of the, the dynamic and the nature of, of primary elections. But he did. It was close. But now he goes on to, uh, to face, I believe it's Kerry Ingle in the general election in November. And one other local candidate of note, Jacob Turk, has won the Republican primary again. And once again, he will face Emmanuel Cleaver to be the next representative of Missouri. Something, something, uh, repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Something, 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 something. Yeah, that's a whole other show. We're not going to get into it. Um, hey, I just, I, but we want to stay local. That's yeah, really... we do. And he was a, he is a local candidate. He win the primary election very, very handily. According to the numbers, um, and he's off to face Cleaver again, and we'll see how that election goes. All right, well, that's all the election news we wanted to cover. We got, look, there's a bunch of other races, but those are the big ones and the stuff we kind of talked about before. We want to cover something of very big import. Um, one of our very favorite establishments of drinking here in the Lee Summit, one of our very first interviews. Grains and Taps has recently announced that they're going to start brewing beer, um, becoming the third microbrewery in downtown Lee Summit. The, and the fourth. And the fourth in, in Lee the Summit as proper, as New Axiom Brewery opened just in the last week um, or so. So that's very exciting news. But this week they announced that they are starting a Kickstarter to help fund their process as they to get the equipment and all the stuff together to start brewing the beers themselves in-house. This is really cool. They've got several different levels that you could you can buy in at. Some of them even include getting to name the next big brew. That's true. Or you maybe get to name some smaller brews. You get you can get your name on a plaque. You can get all kinds of all swag. All that stuff is great. But here's what really needs to happen. Somebody needs to buy in and call it the Link to Lee Summit Brew. I think that's fine. Or, wait, we should start an, a funding campaign to put together money so that Link to Lee Summit can buy into the Kickstarter. So, so we're going to have, have a crowdfunding campaign to fund our contribution to the crowdfunding campaign to give money to Grains and Taps. And then we will have the Link to Lee Summit named beer. And that will be, I guarantee you, a knockdown, drag out podcast fight. Or what we're going to call that beer when it gets there. I'll win. Yeah, probably. You have all the money. And control <laughs> of the website. So there we go. So anyway, if you want that, go to kickstarter.com. Search for Greens and Taps. Uh, that You can find that or you can find a link to it on their Facebook page. And we'll pop a link in the show notes because I like to give Nick work to do. Uh, and we'll do that there. So those are the big things that are going on. But now we have to get to the last section and, and what the city council is doing. To make Jason cry. Really, there's not a lot going on in the city. Here's, here's, here's the big news we need to pass on from the city for right now. So two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, the city council voted to move their city council meetings from Thursday to Tuesday. Now, as all things that happen at city council and generally in Lee Summit, it's about me. And, and how this impacts me is that for all these years that I've been on the planning commission, our meetings 
are on Tuesday nights. And now our meetings are going to get kicked off of Tuesday nights and moved to some other to-be-determined evening. So really this is about it messes up your dinner schedule. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to mess with my like childcare schedule and coordinating things with the spouse and what nights were going to be at things. I'm really mad about that. I'm very upset. I'm going to cry. And I'm fairly certain that they did this just to spite me. Actually, I'm going to start a third Kickstarter campaign. Mm-hmm. It's going to buy me some tissues for my no, crying eyes? No, it's people can pay money to make you cry. Oh, well, that's not hard. You just have to do things like moderately inconveniently by changing stuff on my calendar. By changing your dinner schedule. Yeah. There are some, <laughs> some exciting things, I think, coming up to council in the next few weeks. The um, A few weeks ago, Jason, we talked about a proposed multifamily development in downtown that was doing conceptual incentive plans. That's going to come back, likely a TIF request before the council. That's going to be interesting to watch. Um, you've got something coming before Planning Commission soon, a new development in downtown for an office building over by the old um, the Historical Society and Museum. No comment. Well, that's good. I mean, it's happening, but I'm, I'm just, I can't comment on it in advance. Right. And there's, there are some other big, I think, maybe not big, but there are some other development things that are coming before the city located all around, not just downtown. Um, I spoke with a couple of council members tonight. And it sounds like there's lots of projects coming. People every day wanting to, to come and propose new ideas. So it's a good time to be in Lee Summit. We'll, we'll, we will bring those to you as they come. And I think that's all we have for tonight. Yep. So uh, thank you all who voted in the election today. You guys made a difference, especially those of you who got to vote in the District 35 election. That margin's so small. Your vote really did make a difference. Um, proud of you guys. Always like to see those good turnouts. And we will see you next week on Town Hall. Today's episode is brought to you by Budget Blinds of Lee's Summit. Hey Jason, what's your favorite high school in the Lee's Summit area? You want to win uh, some no. money for that one? No, I don't want to make any enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't well, hey, go to one, so I'm not going to pick one. Folks, whether or not your favorite local high school is Lee Summit, Lee Summit West, Lee Summit North, Summit Christian Academy, St. Michael's, whichever one it is, you're going to get your chance to vote on the Budget Blinds of Lee Summit Facebook page and get a little money to your favorite school's Athletic Booster Club. That's absolutely right. They, You get to go follow the Facebook page for Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Uh, they're going to be posting pictures. You get to vote for your favorites, and the winner is going to have their school colors featured in a window display at Budget Blinds, and a little bit of uh, Booster Club money will go their way. And really what all this boils down to, Jason, is some pretty darn cool technology that Budget Blinds offers, where you get to create your own designs, your own colors, and then it makes your own fabric for your drapes. It's pretty impressive stuff. So, folks, if you want to do orange and link to Lee Summit, you've got my support. Now, there's a high school that we can get behind. Well, high school? I think grade school. Yeah, well, that's our maturity level, not perhaps <laughs> where we actually should be. So, go to facebook.com slash Summit. Check out their ads. Vote for your favorite. Win somebody some money. 
You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall with hosts Jason Norberry and Nick Parker. Catch us every Wednesday at linktoleesummit.com or subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app.